Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. When I was breastfeeding, I had a fear of mastitis, a bit like the fear I currently have of nits or gastro. It's something that many breastfeeding mums dread. At a time when you're already feeling tired and depleted, it can hit you like a ton of bricks. Louise Dersma has been an Australian Breastfeeding Association consultant for over 20 years. We commonly refer to that as the ABA. And she's also an international board-certified lactation consultant. So she's here to tell us everything we need to know about mastitis. Hi, Louise. How are you? Hi. Good. What is it? What's mastitis? Mastitis is an inflammation of the breast tissue. Basically, yeah. So, it, and it can be an infective process or a non-infective process. So, itis just means inflammation, right? So, um, when you say it can be infective, is that what you yes. use or non-infective? What does that mean? Well, sometimes you can get some blockage in the breast or something that causes the milk to back up and the breast goes, oh, I'm not really happy about all this milk sitting here. And so you get that inflammation, just like if you roll your ankle and sprain your ankle, you get an inflammatory response. So if you can clear that, often it won't go on to be infective. Right. So infective is when there's a bacteria that has that has gone into the breast and sometimes it just starts off as infective because maybe there's a crack in the nipple or something like that um, and it will be full-on bacterial infection straight away but other times it's sort of that milk stasis we call it the milk sitting there for a long time not being drained and it can cause a, a bacterial infection if you don't get onto it soon enough. And the bacterial infection that's when women feel dreadful right they feel feverish and well you can feel terrible before without a bacterial infection too so the inflammatory effect can is what makes you feel bad right so you could have chills sweats, flu-like symptoms, um, and still not have infective mastitis. Right. And with that, um, the difference between the two, is it a difference in how you treat it? Well, yes. So what generally we suggest is that you start off by working out, is there a blockage there? Like, can you feel a lump? Uh, Sometimes mothers might have a thing called white spot on their nipple where the nipple pores overgrow it a little bit. And um, so try and find it, try and clear the blockage, try and empty the breast frequently. And sometimes if you do that, it will just settle down. What we say, though, is if you're doing all those things and it doesn't improve, then you need to go and see the, the doctor and get antibiotics. And sometimes, like if it's a Friday afternoon or something, you go get your antibiotics and you have your script there in case it doesn't improve in the next 12 hours. But 12 hours is about the time that we say you should leave it before seeking um, the next level of support for that. So one thing I didn't mention in terms of the symptoms, we were talking about it being inflamed and about, you know, feeling a bit chilled, a bit like you've got the flu, but also, um, of course, it really hurts, right? It It really hurts, hurts, yes. It hurts when you're feeding, when you're not feeding. Yeah, it's really painful. And sometimes, you know, we have our 24-hour helpline and sometimes people will ring and say, I'm not sure if I've got mastitis. And I'll say, well, if you're not sure, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> right. So like that, it's huh? you feel pretty terrible, like you've got a really bad dose of the flu. Sometimes it comes on really, really suddenly and um, you feel really terrible. Yeah. And why, if it's not infected, um, would that make you feel bad? I mean, apart from the pain, why would you have those it's the, symptoms? It's the infl- inflammation. So the body is trying to, to heal that infection. And so you're your immune system goes into overdrive. Just like if you were fighting a flu or something, your immune system's pumping out all those antibodies to try and fix what's happening, and that's what makes you feel really crappy. Okay. So it is awful. Let's just acknowledge that. Yeah, we'll acknowledge it's horrible. It's horrible. Um, And you can, if you go to the doctor and get antibiotics, Mm -hmm. uh, how quickly does it clear up? Pretty quickly. But the important thing is you've got to keep getting the milk out of the breast. So the absolutely worst thing you can do when you've got mastitis is stop feeding. Oh, that is so such a sad thing to hear. <laughs> it's a sad thing to hear. But, you know, even if mums want to wean, when you've got mastitis is not the time to do it because if that breast is not drained well, you can go on and have a breast abscess, which is really, really nasty. So um, it's about taking some pain relief, um, feeding frequently, using some, you know, some cold packs bag of peas are always great. Um, a wet nappy, um, frozen wet nappy, um, <laughs> you know, a clean wet nappy. Yeah, yeah obviously. obviously. <laughs> water, water in a wet nappy because um, that moulds nicely to the breast. Um, using that cold in between feeds, warmth just before a feed to help the milk to flow. And if it does need antibiotics, it's usually just three doses and things and you're on top of it. Yeah. Um, now, as I mentioned in the introduction, I had a paranoia about getting mastitis. Consequently, I didn't, probably because I was just so conscious that it might happen, that I was um, aware of when it might, the symptoms might start. Um, What, are there preventative measures you can take to stop mastitis? Yes, there is. Um, I mean, one thing is if you've got any damage to your nipples, seeking help straight away, because just like any open wound, bacteria can get in. So you need to nip that in the bud straight away, see somebody and get some support with that. Um, If you feel the symptoms coming on, rest can make a big difference. So just saying, okay, all bets are off. I'm I'm having having a rest this afternoon and I'm going to work on clearing this breast. Um, That can do that. Being careful about your clothing and things pressing into your breast for a long period of time because that can cause a blocked duct, which can go on and cause mastitis. The other thing that um, I have found a lot with women is wearing a bra to bed can can do that too. So any, anything that's going to push into your breast for that period of time. So I often suggest if mums want to wear something, maybe to hold a breast pad in place, they use like a soft crop top. Um, that hasn't got seams and things that are going to push into it. So, and is that anything? I mean, um, it's a different part of your breast that I'm thinking of. But is that why we're told not to wear underwire when we're breastfeeding? Yes, yeah, it's part of that. And when you're pregnant as well, because you you you're you've got your milk making tissue during pregnancy developing, and when you're breastfeeding, there's lots of activity there. So any underwires are going to put pressure on the breast. So that's a really important thing, not wearing under bras, wire bras is um, important. I think once you've um, worn maternity bras, you never want to go back to no, underwires anyway. <laughs> that's very true. That's very true. Um, now, active wear is very popular, as we know, yeah. amongst mothers. Um, are those sorts of sports tops that are quite tight, mm. are they a problem? I think as long as 
they're, it's okay for them to be firm, but if they've got ridges and things that are pushing in, then that would be a concern. But some of them can be quite um, not loose, but they're firm but not digging in. I think if it's well-fitting, it's okay. But again, I wouldn't be wearing something like that to bed. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we love our active wear. It's hard to take it <laughs> off sometimes. But. It's very comfortable. <laughs> so when it comes to preventative measures, you you were talking about being aware of the clothing you wear, not wearing underwired bras, etc. Um, you also spoke just a moment ago about when you have mastitis, having warm cloths on your breast before feeding mm-hmm. and having cooling um, packs perhaps afterwards to help mm-hmm. you with the pain. Those washes, are they something um, that you could do every time you have a shower or something to make sure that your breast tissue is smooth and that you don't have any blocked ducts? Well, I think or? it's good to be checking your breasts for lumps. Um, I mean, when you're breastfeeding, your hands are always on your boobs, aren't Yeah, they? that's right. Really? So it's good. <laughs> Generally, you'll sort of think, well, that's a bit sore. And one, one caution I would add here, if you do have a lump, it's important not to get into it with your fingertips and really massage, massage it really hard because what you see sometimes is people get bruising then mm. and then that causes it keeps causing a blocked up because it's scars. So um, a good tip to get in the shower if you've got a lump and use the flats of your finger and maybe sort of some, some sort of oil or something to to massage that towards the breast with the flats of the fingers without digging in. Massage when you're feeding is another really important way to do it. So really getting the baby on, if it's one side affected, and generally it is one side, getting the baby on that side first when they're sucking more vigorously and massaging. You know, sometimes they're if a mother's getting mastitis repeatedly, there's usually a cause. So, um, you know, one bout of mastitis can be a sort of, you know, a one-off. Um, but if you're getting a repeat at mastitis, it's important to really seek some advice um, about what may be causing it. And um, and I think the first thing you do as soon as you have symptoms is ring the breastfeeding helpline because... Um, the counsellors on the helpline are fantastic and deal with these questions all the time and will be able to tell the mother exactly what to do to manage her situation. And if the counsellor feels like the mother needs to do more, see a doctor, see a lactation consultant, they'll suggest that. So, And, of course, we're talking about the ABA there, which has a fabulous hotline. It's 24 hours, isn't 24 it? 24 hours, seven days a week, seven 365 days a, week. days a year. Unbelievable resource for yeah, mothers, really. Volunteers, they take the calls in their own home, but the volunteers are, tra- are, are very well trained. They do a certificate for in breastfeeding education and counselling, and they... Um, do extensive training on these matters. And, and mastitis is sort of, unfortunately, it's called business for us. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. Mm-hmm. I feel for any mother who So do I. That. I've had it. <laughs> oh, you know, I avoided it, but I know many. I mean, you, you mentioned there when people have repeated um, symptoms of, well, they have repeated cases of mastitis. Mm. And that must be really traumatic for women because especially when they're trying to feed and they're just in pain all the time. And it's debilitating and, you know, it's like having a flu. It gets, it's really gets you down. So if it happens again and if you're taking lots of ongoing antibiotics, you know, then you've got the side effects of those. So it's important those mums really get some support to help with that. I think the thing too is there's a bit of a, there's a bit of an attachment nowadays to pumping and, having all these massive stores of milk. Mums need to remember that when you're pumping and taking extra milk off, you're still making extra milk. And so sometimes we encourage an oversupply and more milk stasis 
by sort of pumping a lot. So sometimes people think, oh, if I pump, I'll make sure my breasts are always clear and I won't get mastitis. But, you know, you sort of get stuck doing it all the time then. So in the beginning, you have lots of milk and you want that to settle down. So we, we try and sort of get the milk supply to settle down to what the baby needs. Obviously, it's okay to pump um, if you need to or if you want a, a bit of milk. But be, some mothers have 10 litres or something in, <laughs> in the freezer. Much better than I ever was at pumping. <laughs> yeah. So when you say clear the breast, if you feel like you have a lump, you're you're not saying get an extra bottle of milk out of it. You're just simply saying maybe hand express or... Yeah, and it's okay to sort of pump a bit if you if you want to do that. The baby's the best person to the best thing to empty the breast yeah so um and because you're never going to really empty the breast it's sort of always remaking so if you keep pumping 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 you just got to make 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 and and then so we want to we want to get it well drained get the baby to drain it do a little bit of expressing if you need to um without going over the top yeah recently carrie bickmore said that she was hospitalised with mastitis. Now, the way it was written, I'm not sure if it was the mastitis that got her to hospital or if there were other things going on. But can mastitis get so bad that you need to go to hospital? Yeah, definitely. So um, some people get really, really sick and, you know, the oral antibiotics are not going to hit it quickly enough. So they put them in, do some IV antibiotics. Sometimes they'll just do a few doses in a doctor's surgery just to give them a big boost of antibiotics to get them on their way. Um, you know, if it goes on to a, a breast abscess, you know, then often that's a trip to hospital as well. So it's, um, yeah, you can get hospitalised and I, I, and I see that quite frequently. It's why you need to get onto it as quickly as you can. But sometimes it can be really sudden and a really overwhelming infection and luckily we, um, we can treat them. So that's good. Yeah. So look, in summary, if someone is listening and they feel a lump in their mm. breast, what are the steps they should take to try and avoid mastitis? Yeah, so gentle massage, especially when the baby's feeding towards the breast, trying to sort of empty it as best they can, doing a bit of expressing under the shower, looking to see if there's a white spot on the nipple and try and maybe express sort of really close to where that duct is and try and get that out. Sometimes you'll get a bit of a plug of milk that will come out and then the rest will go spraying. So it's good to be in the shower for that. So And, and get some rest too if you're getting those flu-like symptoms. Try and just sort of maybe cancel what's on that day and you can often get on top of it and give your body more ability to fight if you're more rested. Yeah, take it seriously. Yeah, 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 you need to take it seriously, definitely. Louise, thank you so much for coming in today. My pleasure. That's Louise Dersma from the Australian Breastfeeding Association. The ABA is a fabulous organisation. As I just mentioned, you can call their hotline 24 hours a day, seven days a week for advice on breastfeeding. And we'll put links to the notes in this episode if you'd like to find out more about them. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Elise Cooper and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. You can get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.